30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard We stand on the precipice of the future. That's true literally all of the time, because every moment is spilling into the next. But it feels extra true when we approach New Year's, especially when that New Year's is bringing us into a new decade, and especially when that new decade is the future with a capital F. We're rolling on into 2020 and the 2020s, and I think we all feel this sense of the water heating up around us and everything moving fast and kind of breaking down and kind of freaking out. AI has entered our living rooms, social media is dissolving the fabric of our society, and we just don't have any idea what's coming next. So even I, as a wizard, am not going to waste breath making prophecies because people in three years, much less 10 years, would look back and laugh at, oh, how wrong they were. I think the only thing we can say definitively about this next decade is that it's going to be full of surprises and that the big changes, the iPhones, the internet, the things that are revolutionizing our world, the global geopolitical events, they're going to come fast, they're going to come furious, and we're going to just have to do our best to hold on to take deep breaths, and to connect with each other so we can all make it through this together. Now, the other reason that I want to talk about New Year's is because in the immediate future, right after we return from this nice holiday break and we go back to our school or jobs or wherever it is we talk to the other people in our life, we're going to face two questions. How are your holidays? And did you make a New Year's resolution? And the New Year's resolution is a funny thing to me. On the one hand, I'm glad that we as a society celebrate the passing of time, and we like to put some intention into that. We like to think about what we'd like to do differently this year, and the goals that we're going to set, and the things that we're going to try and manifest. And I think there's something very sweet about that. But the way we go about resolutions just doesn't feel right. They feel brittle. We joke about them, taking them on almost knowing that we're going to abandon them within weeks, if not days. It's like when someone tells you their resolution, other people are kind of looking going, oh really? Yeah, let's see how long that lasts. Which is a horrible place to get motivated and create change from. It reminds me a lot of myself at 18 when I first discovered magic and chaos magic and Aleister Crowley. And there was this idea of the will. If you can white knuckle it and tap into your true will, you can accomplish anything and manifest all sorts of magical change in your reality. 
And as a teenager who had been obsessed with watching old Kung Fu movies, I love that idea of having just that incredible tenacity that you're going to train harder than anybody else. You're going to meditate for hours on end. You're going to push through and you're going to make this happen because you are the hero of the story. But the thing is, that really didn't work out well for me. I'm a fairly lazy person, and when I set myself on insane goals like, oh, I'm not going to do this for a month and a half, and I'm going to run every day, and I'm going to do a sun ritual four times a day, I didn't get far. And I stressed myself out. I'd struggle at this insane goal that I'd set for a few days, and then I'd start to get really tired of it. And then when I finally broke and stopped doing it or cut back on what I'd set out for myself, then I was left with very poor options. I could either forgive myself and just move on like, oh, whatever, that didn't count. Or I could beat myself up, which also didn't feel good. And so that was an ongoing struggle for years of setting insane goals, failing to meet them, beating myself up, giving myself a break for a little bit, and then saying, ah, the way I'll get back on track is with an even more insane goal. And I think there's a kind of philosophy and ideology of magic that that fits in with that, what I now call cheat code magic, where the idea is you get these items and you sit down and you do these things and you can make whatever you want happen. And as I've gotten older, I've started to see magic as working differently. I've started to see magic as a partner that I collaborate with rather than some animal that I'm forcing to serve my will. It's like magic is a flowing river and I want to go with the current, but still swim enough to direct myself away from the rapids, around that tree snag, and onto that beautiful sunny beach. The magic is working with me, we're flowing together, and we're finding the possibilities that lie around the bend that I don't know when I start that journey. Which brings us back to New Year's resolutions. For those of you looking for change, looking to manifest something new in the new year, in the new decade to come, I salute you and I give you one bit of wizardly advice. Instead of resolutions which depend on resolve, I invite you to ask questions. Jeopardy style, phrase your resolution in the form of the question. Now, this comes from an experience that I had on my path to becoming a wizard. In 2013, I'd recently moved to New York, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with my life. I just dropped out of grad school, and I was looking back on my 20s and noting how I'd done a lot of different things for a year or two, but I always tended to tap out after that, and I was really hungry for some project or idea that I could do for the long haul for five years, for 10 years, for 15, on and on, until I was a very old person and could see this nice continuity of exploring some idea fully. But I didn't know what that idea was. So instead of doing what I'd always done up to that point, which is put pressure on myself to find it right away, I declared that 2014 would be my egg year. It would be the year 
that I would hatch an egg with this new idea. And so I moved into that year wondering, where am I going to find this idea and how am I going to discover it? And it was great because it allowed me to fail. I tried writing a screenplay and that didn't work. I tried doing comedy and improv and that really wasn't what I wanted to invest in. I tried writing a book and that book led me to order books as research and those led me to get back into meditation and while meditating and thinking about these things, I finally decided, hey, what if I just became a wizard? And that was the idea that stuck around. Now, when you have a resolution and it fails, you're done. It's brittle. It's fragile. It's binary. You either succeed and do your resolution or you've gotten off track. Your resolution is failing. Why as well just give up on the whole thing, right? But a question is different. If instead of saying, I'm going to lose X pounds this year, you say, I wonder how much weight I'll lose this year. Or I'm curious about the ways that I'm going to get in better shape. That gives you a better framework for exploring and creating that change. Instead of declaring to yourself in the universe, I'm going to go to the gym every day this year, you say, I wonder how I'll develop a sustainable gym routine. And then you try going every day after work and you start missing days and it doesn't really work for you. And then you say, I'm gonna switch and try the morning. And you realize that going three times a week in the morning works. You've still answered your question, whereas if your resolution had been to not miss a single day, well, that went off the rails quickly. And so in this year to come, what are you curious about? What are the things that you might like to learn about yourself, to learn about your world, to build in your community? And how can you ask questions that will get you there, that will use your curiosity to lead you rather than rely on your willpower to force you, to push you? Now, when it comes to exploring the unknown that is the future, there are two vital principles that are at the core of my wizardry, pattern and possibility. Pattern is familiar. If I were to say, bam, 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 you could fill in the rest. The next two beats just come to your mind instantly because you know the pattern. You share it. You can complete it. And we create patterns throughout our lives in so many ways. Each morning we wake up and what do we do? Do we brush our teeth, take a shower, go for a run? What is our ritual and routine that we engage in each morning? steady and what is its opposite at night that we do before bed these rituals and patterns of sleep and waking that we cycle through day in and day out and then of course we have other patterns as we go out into the world and we trace the same routes along our commute or we visit the same places where we like to hang out the spaces where we see friends or buy our groceries you could even imagine watching a little invisible trail follow you on Google Maps each day, tracing out the pattern again and again of the places you go frequently and the occasional expeditions you have beyond 
those nicely drawn tight tracks that we loop around again and again. Now, the wonderful thing about patterns is that they attract opportunity. You can think about a spider spinning its web in a corner of a room. And the spider goes around and traces the pattern of the web and the flies fly right into it. And when we trace those patterns in our life, when we go to certain places, when we engage in certain activities, when we hang out with certain people, we're creating the spaces, the intersections where opportunities can arise. If you go to the same neighborhood bar on a regular basis, you're creating a pattern of being in that space and seeing the other people and having them see you. And then you can go from bumping into someone while ordering a drink to next week, oh, hey, didn't we, didn't we meet before? To the week after, oh, hey, it's you. I remember your name. To finally, hey, good to see you. Come sit with us. And you've made a new friend and you've created a new pattern through that repetition. The same way that when we take on a new hobby, it's difficult and clumsy at first, but as we do it again and again, it starts to become a routine for us. And we can structure our lives using those patterns and routines and rituals. Now, in the last few years, one of the hobbies that I've developed is fermentation. And it's become really nice to let myself stop thinking about magic and the wonders of the cosmos and instead just great vegetables or pour liquids into pots and to set into motion magical processes that take time, that require attention and observation as they bubble and change and transform and then get processed into food or beverages that I can share with my family and friends. And that cyclical process is a pattern, which is nice because I can know that, oh, this thing came from this month, or ah, it's nearly the end of this time scale, time to do the next batch of this thing. And so these patterns give us structure. They can be almost seen as like the skeletons of our existence, of the long body that we inhabit as we move through our time in this reality. But of course, there's another side of pattern, which is the dull routine, the mundane, the feeling of being stuck, of always being at the same places with the same people and craving something new, something different, just a little bit of change. And that's where possibility comes in. Possibility is the blank paper, the open canvas, where we can discover totally new things about ourselves, totally new things about the world around us. And the way to access possibility is just to do something different, do something you wouldn't normally do. If you go to work the same way every day, try taking a different route. Walk the other way around the block, even if it's going to take longer, and see how that feels different. Take yourself out to eat a cuisine, a type of food that you've never had before. Go to a place in your neighborhood that you've always thought looked douchey, that you never wanted to go to, and just try it out. Not that you have to love it and it has to become your new favorite thing, 
but these new experiences help dissolve stale patterns, help create space for new opportunities to come into your life. And so explore spaces of possibility. Try different things. Try doing things you wouldn't normally do. You can do this so intentionally by saying, this week, I'm going to go to the movie theater. I'm going to pick a movie at random. And then I'm going to go to a neighborhood that I've never been to. And I'm going to wander around until I find a restaurant. And I'm going to order something there at random. And just like a random number generator, just push yourself a little bit off the beaten path and see what wildflowers are growing there. Pattern and possibility. Pattern and possibility. Too much pattern and we feel stifled. Too much possibility and we feel uncertain and unmoored. And it's good to have those routines and rhythms and regularity that we can structure our life around. So, as this new year dawns around us and we step forward into this uncertain future, I invite you to ask questions and explore the pattern and possibility in your own life. To write these questions down, because again, unlike a resolution, which is binary, and you look back at your resolutions and you already did them or you didn't, you succeeded or you failed, questions simply have answers. Sometimes numerous answers, sometimes vague and abstract answers, but answers nonetheless. So when you write down a list of questions about whatever you're curious about in this new year, what are the places you're going to discover? Who are the people that are out there right now that are going to become so important in your life? And what are they doing right now? And when and where will you meet them? Write these questions down. And as the years roll on, not just this year, but on into this new decade, you can continue to add to those answers. You can continue to learn, explore, and discover what the future has to offer to us all. And I'm doing the same thing right here with you. I am so curious about how this podcast is going to grow in 2020 and beyond. What it will look like at the end of the year. What new episodes will be created, what fascinating guests I'll get to meet. And I'm curious too about you listeners, about the ways in which we'll connect, the random moments when suddenly an email will pop into my inbox and I'll get to hear from one of you and feel that connection. Or perhaps as we start doing live events, when we'll get to meet in person. That moments exist out there where we're finally able to come together and talk face to face and experience another form of the magic enabled by this podcast. And I can't wait to discover those moments with all of you. So let's take a nice deep breath in now and set our curiosity into motion as we step off the edge of the precipice and into the weird, wild, and in many ways wonderful future that 2020 has to offer us all. I believe in you. Your magic is real. Your questions are just waiting to be answered. (laughs) 